In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you let us begin our meditation today with a simple gospel wake-up call to all the low-information fake Catholics out there, both laity and clergy alike. For starters, Jesus said, quote, It is not the will of your heavenly father that one of these little ones be lost. Well, so good so far. That's true. But remember, our father in heaven did not want to lose Judas, Caiaphas, the scribes and the Pharisees. But about Judas, Jesus said, better he had never been born. And about Caiaphas, the scribes and the Pharisees, Jesus said, unless our righteousness exceeds theirs, we too shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Interesting, isn't it? How those two cases specifically point out the eternally damnable error of some key shepherds in the church back then. Stay tuned for a few moments because we're going to refer to that again. So while it is true, it, it is not the will of our father in heaven. He loves us. He loves every one of us. It's not his will that he lose any one of us. But losing does, in fact, happen. And it's not because our father chooses to lose them, but because they choose to lose themselves. We have a term for that. It's called free will. We choose to lose. Not my opinion. Jesus said it. Go read Matthew chapter seven, quote, enter through the narrow gates for the gate is wide and the road broad. It leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. Now, Jesus said just in the gospel, right? Our father doesn't want to lose anybody. But he also said that he will lose many. Are we can we delude it in our day and age? But that is not the case. I, I know Jesus said it. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Similarly, as, as Jesus was making his final trek to Jerusalem. And listen up, dear family, because this is stunning. You know, he just got done talking about all sorts of things like sin and as he's making his final trek, quote, he passed through towns and villages teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. And someone asked him, you know, they just got done listening to him. So someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? And he, he answered them that that same passage from from Matthew. He answered them, Lord, or uh, he answered them, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. By the way, when studying these passages this morning, I noticed for the first time a stunning connection right after that passage in the section of Luke's gospel is a passage that begins and it's entitled Herod's desire to kill Jesus. Quote, at the same 
at that time, some Pharisees came to him. There was, there was actually a few good ones. Pharisees came to him and said, go away. Leave this area because Herod wants to kill you. Family, don't we all recognize that the scribes and Pharisees, most of them constantly were plotting, conspiring to kill Jesus. No matter what he did, no matter what miracle he performed, it only annoyed them all the more. However, except for this one verse, I, I don't have a recollection of Herod also trying to kill off Jesus. And I'm not sure I've ever heard an explanation why. So there's a little bit of research for you to do. Had I attempted, I'd have been later than I was. And remember, this is a Herod who wanted to kill off the adult Jesus. I mean, the Herod who ruled when Jesus was 33. He's a completely different Herod than the one who killed those babies in Bethlehem 33 years earlier when Jesus was newborn. This is a different Herod. Why did he want to kill him? I, I did look briefly, but I just couldn't find it. I did not have time to research this question this morning, but it's a great question, so feel free. Let me know. Save me some work. So back to our, our for starters, Jesus said, quote, it is not the will of your heavenly father that one of these little ones be lost. So good so far, that is true. The kingdom of heaven is like, as Jesus just got done pointing out, like the man who has a hundred sheep and one goes astray. So he goes off, quote, in search of the stray. Now listen closely to what Jesus said next and understand the implications after Jesus said the man goes in search of the stray, Jesus said, quote, and if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than the other 99 that did not go astray. But their family, the point is that there's no guarantee that the man will find the sheep. Jesus put it as, as if he finds the sheep. Not when he finds a sheep, but if he finds a sheep that went astray, only then will he rejoice. Sheep go, sheep go astray. It's, it's been that way with humanity ever since Adam and Eve. Some will be found, a few. Many will not. Let's get that straight. A few might be found. Many will not be found. And that is why Jesus' gospel words should disturb the sleep of many, laity and clergy alike. So I asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? The answer is yes, only a few will be saved. Many will not. And as we pondered before, vicars of Christ have said that the sin of the last century is the loss of the sense of sin. In other words, as a consequence, there are many sheep out there getting lost, lost, lost and many will not be found. Again, we have that term for it, free will. So back to an earlier point about Judas, Caiaphas, the scribes, and the Pharisees. Interesting, isn't it, how those two cases specifically point out the eternally damnable error of some key shepherds in the church back then. Under family, today's passage from the Gospel of Matthew is specifically Matthew 18, chapter 18, 1 through 5, 10, and 12 through 14. 
So what is missing is Matthew 18, 6 through 9, 11, and 15 through 18. The fullness of the gospel is not there. Sometimes that helps clarify the points of any day's passage. If they just focus on something like today might be about that little child entering the kingdom of heaven. He said, whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. Okay. But listen to hear what Jesus said next. That was that we didn't hear. It was it wasn't part of today's passage. Listen to what Jesus said immediately thereafter, what Jesus said next in a section entitled Temptations to Sin. Jesus said that now he's now he just has that little child in his midst, right? Just get the picture. He says, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. And then he says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of things that cause sin. Such things must come. He didn't say might come. He didn't say, well, it's not likely. Maybe watch out. You know, there's a reason why the great apostles told us, hey, beware, be constantly vigilant because the devil's out there prowling like a lion waiting to devour souls. Listen, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of things that cause sin. Sin, such things must come. But woe to the one through whom they come. That's what Jesus said immediately after he says this bit about the little child. And then follows it up with, but, you know, the shepherd will go look. And if he finds him, okay, fine. Few will be found. Many will not. The family, that's why we pondered Judas, Caiaphas, et al., Interesting, isn't it, how those two cases specifically point out the eternally damnable error of key shepherds in the church back then. So let's conclude now with a bit of cynical humor and a real-life example. Yesterday, a, a brilliant and renowned priest sent me a meme that must be shared because it directly relates to our Blessed Mother's warning of the Russian error. So it's fair game indeed. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be pointed out by many shepherds in the church today. Should read it. They should read up on Judas and Caiaphas and the, where they ended up. Here's what the meme, here's what the meme showed and said. It, was a, it showed a big college building, big like one of those classic college buildings, and the caption read thusly, keeping colleges closed this fall is far more likely to stop the spread of communism and the spread of COVID-19. The Russian error. That's what the meme is talking about. I don't think the writer of the meme, the maker of the meme even understood that. Understood that it's our Blessed Mother's warning of the Russian error. Keeping colleges closed this fall is far more likely to stop the spread of communism than the spread of COVID-19. True words. True words spoken. The thing is, dear family, we could say the same thing about our public schools, our government schools, K through 12. And I can, 
Oh, I could. I could go on and on about the grotesque indoctrination to which several generations over almost 70 years have been subject ever since they took prayer out of public schools and insisted that we teach evolution, by the way. No God, evolution. The indoctrination, the grotesque. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about about some of the school books and the left-wing indoctrination that was incorporated into all these school books. Sickening. We could say the same thing about keeping our public schools, our government indoctrination schools closed. For now, let us realize the truth here locally. We now are told, and I confirmed this again yesterday, that in the entirety of La Crosse County, there has been a total, a total, mind you, of exactly one COVID death since all this began. Just one. Who know? And yet the map of Wisconsin put out by the government showed three red counties which meant the public schools would not open in the fall, which meant that the private schools could not either because it's a red county. It's really dangerous. There's this big spread of COVID everywhere. People are at risk. Keep the schools closed. Never mind that all the data, the actual real-life data from other countries where the schools never closed one day last year or this, going all summer long too, some places. No kids get sick. No teachers get sick. That's actual data. It's closing schools in La Crosse County. Well, lo and behold, community leaders and hospital leaders got together and found that the actual criteria for determining red counties as applied to La Crosse County proved La Crosse County was not a red county at all. It wasn't. So the local unelected RN who runs the health department, I guess, had to back off from her administrative fiat about keeping the schools closed and gave authority to make such a determination. Now, I think this is pretty accurate. I'm willing to be fact checked, but I understand that gave authority to make such a determination as to whether or not it's a red county to the hospitals, to Mayo and Gunderson, most capable, most knowledgeable to make such a determination in the first place. I give them credit. Well done. But both hospitals concurred that La Crosse is not a red county. And yet, I'm told that the administrators and teachers are still refusing to open the public schools. As that meme tells us, that might be a good thing. But ask yourselves a simple question. Are the exorbitant tax dollars you are paying to build, maintain, and operate the public schools, and the money those teachers will collect nonetheless for not working, like the rest of us have to, is that a good use of your taxes? Are we going to complain about it? Listen to your family. If I didn't show up, I know it might have looked like, is he coming today? If I didn't show up for work this morning, the bishop would hear about it soon enough. And I would, I would get fired. They can fire us. I would get fired from my job, from my vote, even though it's a vocation. Still get relieved of duty. I got to show up eventually. Since when does any public servant, our servant, they work for us, our tax dollars pay their salaries. Since when does any public servant, such as a school administrator or a teacher, get a free pass with our tax dollars and more importantly, with our children? 
Although maybe, dear family, there is a silver lining to the chaos their left-wing ideology produces, like that meme says. Maybe it's a blessing. It'll stop the spread of communism, the godless indoctrination. Well, what? Why is that all important to stop that? Well, your family, maybe you saw it. Yesterday we saw the news where Black Lives Matter's leaders in Chicago justified. They justified the rioting, looting, burning, and shooting in Chicago, saying, I couldn't, I couldn't make this up, <laughs> saying that all this, the rioting, the looting, that is reparations. By golly, you're going to give us reparations or we're going to take it. We're going to get, we want our reparations from something that happened 150 to 350 years ago. I want it now. Give me my reparations. The, the Black Lives Matter leader said, this is reparations. Anything they wanted to take, they can take. Because these businesses have insurance. So I don't Apparently they don't have a brain in their head. You remember, I think, was it last weekend? Talked about, or a weekend before, God gave us a brain, we got to use it. Nothing's free, there's no free lunch. You steal something, somebody's got to pay for it. Oh, but they don't have to pay for it, there's reparations. Reparations, anything they wanted to take, they can take it. Because these businesses have insurance. Listen, how about if I go to Festival Food today and I say that to them? <sighs> Dear family, the damage from just like the last 24 hours was $60 million. And then the headline read thusly, Black Lives Matter held a rally in Chicago to support those arrested after their looting unrest. That was a headline. They held a rally in Chicago to support the looters, burners. What's my phrase? Looting, rioting, looting, burning, and shooting. They held a rally to support those who were arrested. Dear family, fill your lamps with oil. Prepare your spiritual and temporal arcs because the country is descending into anarchy and it's going to get there precisely because few shepherds in our day have the guts to stand up and say, enough is enough. Instead, we've only, we've seen one key shepherd urge his priest to march right alongside the Black Lives Matter commie Marxists. That's what they are. If, if a shepherd doesn't have the guts to say it, there's a problem. You should go read, go read Jesus' words. Instead, we've seen, as I said, one key shepherd march right along with him and urge his priest to do so. And we've seen another key shepherd, Cam, fire, throw out a priest for calling Black Lives Matter for exactly what it is. And then have the audacity to go into that shepherd's parish, that priest's parish, where the priest had faithfully served for 22 years. Stand up in front of that priest's people, the family that he loved and served for 22 years, stand up in front of them and uh, said he stood with the commie Marxist Black Lives Matter. How dare he? Fill your lamps with oil. Prepare your spiritual and temple arcs. Let's end by restating the words of the Lord Jesus Christ in the part of the gospel that was left out of today's passage. 
whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Now, I suppose Jesus said that when he said it. It would be better. No, I can't even do it. <laughs> Woe to the world because of things that cause sin. Such things must come. But woe to the one through whom they come. And that, dear family, applies most heavily, most assuredly to shepherds of the church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.